Hello, welcome to Irrepressible. I am Erica Ashley. This week we are talking all things mindset. I did a poll on the podcast page on Instagram, which is at Irrepressible, the podcast. If you don't already follow it, you can check it out there. Asking what you wanted to hear more about on Irrepressible. And the number one answer that I got, I was actually shocked, but it was, I was shocked in a really good way because I love this topic too. Everybody wanted to hear more about health, wellness, and mindset. And I thought that the best place to start would be mindset. And a lot of you specifically wanted to know what I do around mindset. And so I have compiled some of my best tips and tools um, and ways to practice mindset. I have made this pretty much a priority for myself. I think for a long time I ran from it. I didn't understand I didn't understand the importance of like taking time for yourself. I, you know, I've said this before, but pre-quarantine, I was working three jobs. I was gone all day long. I wasn't like, I was never home and I didn't make time for myself. And I really have made a big effort this past year and it has made a huge difference in my life and just my mental state. Um, I'm somebody who has a lot of anxiety I have for most of my life. And a lot of the anxiety comes from feeling out of control. And so doing things with mindset have really helped me reframe feeling out of control and feeling okay with going with the flow. For example, (laughs) I got a new phone case for my phone and it's clear And, um, it's kind of like rubbery, but you can see through it. Obviously it's clear. You can see through it. Um, (laughs) and when I put it on, I made sure to wipe the phone. Like, so it was clean. There were no streaks, no fingerprints. Good to go. Somehow I missed one little piece of dust and it was killing me, like killing me that there was one little piece of dust in this phone case. And I was like fretting over it. I didn't want to take the whole case off because I knew that if I did that, it was just going to let more dust in. And then it was going to be this whole thing of like, now there's 20 pieces instead of just one. And my mom saw me freaking out and she was like, Erica, I think you should just leave it. And every time you see the piece, it's a reminder that you don't have control over everything and that that's okay. And at first I kind of looked at her like she was nuts. Like, no, this thing has to go. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what? She's right. As much as this annoys me to see it. And I only see it when I flip my phone over upside down, but I know that it's there and that's enough for me to feel annoyed about it. The point of it is that now when I do look at it, I think of the conversation her and I had about it and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to go with the flow right now. This isn't a life or death situation by any means. Um, And it's cool. We're good. And I don't think that I could get to that place if I didn't practice mindset consistently. So I have four main things that I do for mindset. I search for new information. I ground and meditate. I journal and I read. 
I broke it down into four because I thought that was like, those were my top ones and the ones that I felt like would be most, most helpful and most interesting to talk about. So searching for info, for example, I did a workshop this weekend and it was all about movement connected to intention. So I think I've talked about this before, but emotions can get built up in your body. They can, and so does energy, energy, emotions, kind of all the same thing, a little different, same idea. If we are not acknowledging and releasing emotions and energy, they become stagnant and that's not healthy. For example, tears. When you cry, a tear is a physical manifestation of an emotion you feel in your body. A lot of people who experience a lot of stress, overwhelmment, worry, anxiety, a lot of those people will feel discomfort in their stomach. It's a physical manifestation of those emotions. So we need to work through and move that out of our body so we don't cause illness because emotions can cause cause illness. There's a ton of research on on that and it's been proven that deep rooted emotions that aren't expressed and released can cause serious illnesses. And so we don't want that. Nobody wants illness. So there's different ways that you have to release emotion and energy and energy from your body. Crying is good. Crying releases sadness from your body. It helps it let go. It comes out. It's not building up within you. There are many, many times that I can think about when I have started crying and thought, I don't want to feel like this and just shoved it back down only to like end up feeling 10 times more miserable four weeks later because I didn't acknowledge or feel any of those emotions. Letting them out is beneficial. That's why we laugh. Like laughter is a physical manifestation of joy. So there's equal amounts of physical manifestations in your body for happiness as there are for negative emotions. And so I did this workshop and it was really interesting because we combined intention with movement. Yoga is a really good example of this. If you've ever done yoga, the instructor has probably started the class by saying, let's set an intention for your practice. And sometimes they offer an intention and it can be gratitude or being present or um, a self-acknowledgement or whatever it is for the day. And sometimes you set it for yourself. That's connecting intention to movement. So there's, I wanted to explain this because I feel like it's important to understand in getting a, like good feeling emotions into your body. So there's four main chemicals that bring happiness or like good feeling to you. So the first one is dopamine and this is like your happiness hormone. It comes from doing things like eating mindfully, eating intentionally um, or intuitively, celebrating small daily accomplishments. It's like a little sense of a win and like being present in the moment is going to give you a boost of dopamine. The second one is endorphins, and this comes from exercise, as we've all probably heard. It acts as like a painkiller in your body, Um, and it also is ignited by laughter. So you can get endorphins from those ways. The third is oxytocin. This is your love hormone, and it comes from 
things like gratitude and self-love, doing small acts of kindness for yourself. Maybe I need to do a facial, things like that. And then the fourth is serotonin, which is your mood stabilizer. This one, I don't want to say it's my favorite. They're all obviously important, but this one, having a stable mood is really important for me as somebody who has anxiety. So often I feel overwhelmed, worried, nervous, uh, like those kinds of emotions and boosting my serotonin levels get me back up to like a stable, calm mood. Um, and the way you can do that is through meditation and grounding. And so if you're feeling those emotions of like nervousness, worry, fear, anxiety, activating serotonin isn't necessarily going to boost you to ecstatic, excitement, joyful, but it's going to get you to a place of calm and like content. And that's pretty much my goal every day in life is to feel calm and content. And so the two ways that I do this is through meditation. I try to meditate every single morning for at least 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll do guided meditations for like 30. I will say that I notice a drastic difference in my day if I don't meditate. It's like brain fog that I can actually see if I don't do it. I have a hard time concentrating. Um, I just feel like cloudy. I don't feel motivated. I feel just like eh all day. But if I meditate in the morning, like first thing when I wake up, I feel energized. I feel like I have a clear picture of the day. I feel like I can take on the world. I feel so much better. The second thing that I do for serotonin is grounding. And this one I like to do as often as I can, but especially if I'm feeling really nervous or anxious, I will stop what I'm doing and go find a way to ground. And if you've never heard of grounding, this is one of my favorite tools to use. So grounding is essentially the act of connecting your physical body to the physical earth. So walking barefoot in grass or dirt or on the beach um, for like 10 minutes, it, it, it grounds you. You get grounded back into the earth. You feel like you're back in your body. I feel calm. It's like, however it works, it works. Um, you can also ground by being near bodies of water, lakes, oceans, um, even in the shower or a bathtub, water has negative ions and negative ions boost your mood. They boost your mood. They help you just feel calm and like recharged and re-energized, which is why if you take a shower when you're in a bad mood, oftentimes you leave the shower feeling in a better mood. It's because of the negative ions. Um, so that one is like my all time favorite thing to do. If it's nice outside, I'm probably outside in the grass or at least spending time in nature. And if you don't have access to grass or a beach or something like that, if you can at least go for a walk and like appreciate the trees and hear hearing the birds chirp, it's going to have the same sort of effect. It's really just getting you back into the present moment and back onto like physical earth. A lot of times we spend so much time like up here in our heads that the grounding brings you back into your body and you're like, oh, I'm not floating around. I'm here. I'm on earth. We're good. Um, so that one I love, 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 love. Um, so back to, back to the workshop. So I did this workshop this weekend and I wanted to share this with you because it was a new tool to me, but I found it to be really effective. And 
Um, it's easy to do at home and it's something that I'm going to start continuing to use moving forward. So essentially what we did was we made a list. We had three different categories. There was self, others, and work. And in each one of those categories, we wrote down negative emotions that we've felt. And so maybe at work, you've felt unappreciated, overworked, stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted, hopeless. Uh, maybe with yourself, you've felt judgmental. You're comparing yourself. Uh, you just feel down. You feel uh, like your self-love is lacking. Like whatever they were, we just did a brain dump in each of the three categories. And then we moved immediately into movement with breath work. It was kind of like, um, kind of like a workout, but I think cooler. I like working out, but I also like just moving my body and I grew up dancing and this kind of incorporates dance with it. And so it was like a 20 minute movement session that incorporated this breath work to really help you like release those emotions that you were feeling from writing them down and like the movement, just like pushing that energy out. And I swear by the end of the 20 minutes, I was feeling so much better. I felt lighter. I didn't feel like any sort of negative emotion in my body anymore. Then immediately after we did the same thing for the three lists, self, others, and work, but for what you wanted to call in emotionally. So maybe in work, you wanted to feel appreciated, seen, understood, valued. Maybe with others, you wanted to feel connection, loved, um, happiness, joy, playfulness, whatever it was. Again, we did a brain dump for everything positive that you wanted to feel this year. Then we also did an, a second brain dump of just small steps that you can do to help yourself feel these ways. So maybe if in self, you wanted to feel curious Maybe you pick up a new hobby this year. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you explore or take a road trip or whatever. Maybe in work, if you wanted to feel understood, you communicate, you ask for what you want. Whatever it was that made sense for you, you just wrote down like small little steps that are going to make you feel those emotions. And then we jumped into another 20-minute workout that brought those emotions back into your body. And so by the end of the 20 minutes, we had all created I am statements, which is essentially an affirmation. And they were created by the emotions that we wanted to feel. So maybe it was, I am seen. I am creative. I am strong. I am heard. I am joyful. I am peaceful. I am worthy. I am valued. Um, I'm curious, whatever, like whatever the words were for you, the four that kind of stood out the most that became your, your affirmations essentially. And so we incorporated that by doing physical movement. And, and there was a point when you were doing like, uh, pushups and every pushup you would say, I am seen, I am heard. I am loved. I am valued. I am creative. I am strong. You would repeat them over and over through the different movements. And by the end, you were like, yes, I am strong. I am creative. And like 
it makes sense to get those feelings in your body. I danced pretty much my entire life and muscle memory is a thing. After a while, you do things so many times that your body just knows without you having to think. So incorporating movement with an affirmation is going to get it into your body so quickly. I did push-ups this morning and every single one of them, I was like, I am strong. It's just now I think about it. I'm like, oh, when I do a push-up, I think of my statements for myself. And I thought that was so cool to incorporate the two. And I've never really had anybody do that before or seen anybody do that before. And I thought it was a really cool exercise that I wanted to share because you kind of do the exercise once and then it becomes something that you can do daily every time you move your body. The next thing that I do often that really started for me this year in quarantine was journaling. I've wanted to journal for years. I've done it off and on and I could just never I could never make the commitment to myself. I always made excuses. And I think with quarantine and slowing down, I was out of excuses. And so I started journaling. And there's so many different ways to journal. That was, I think, also one of the biggest factors for me when it comes to journaling was I felt like I didn't know how to do it, but I've learned that there's no right or wrong way. And so I'm going to give you a few prompts, I guess, as ideas of how I like to journal. So... The first one is to brain dump. I do this one if I'm feeling overwhelmed or nervous or just like any emotion that doesn't feel like it's like benefiting me. I'll sit down and and literally write out, I'm feeling so overwhelmed right now. I have 900 things to do. I don't know where I'm going to find the time to do this. And And by the time I'm done writing, I feel so much better. It's like I released all of it from pen to paper and I, and it's no longer in my body. It's the release of the emotions. And I've tried doing this on my phone, just like in a notes app. And I don't think it's as effective. I really, I really like pen to paper as annoying as that can be. I think it, for me, at least it works better. And so that's how I brain dump. The second thing I do is to-do lists. Yes, this can be a form of journaling, I could not survive without a to-do list. I, my life is to-do list. It gets thoughts out of my head and organized onto paper so that I know what I'm doing. It gives me like a roadmap every single day. So instead of being like, oh, wait, did I remember to do this and this and this and this? It's all on the paper in front of me. And again, I'm somebody who likes to write it down. I have a physical planner. I cannot use the calendar app in my phone. I've tried. I honestly don't understand how anybody does it and is successful with it. If you are, like, good for you. Use it by all means. Personally, I have to have it in front of me. Otherwise, nothing's happening. And so, to-do list. Always, always, always a to-do list somewhere on my desk. Okay, and then for actual, like, prompts that I do, there's billions and billions of journal prompts you could do. You could find, like, gratitude. I'm going to give you three of my favorite. The first one is sending happiness. So that means who am I sending happiness today? Who am I just wishing happiness upon? It can be your mom, your boyfriend, your dad, your old dance teacher, um, somebody you haven't talked to in 10 years, like whoever. It's just a way to like put that energy out there and it really makes you feel better by doing it. 
I don't know. It sets the tone for the day. If you're sending them happiness, like it just makes you already feel happy. The second one that I use a lot is how do I want to feel today? Again, with the intentions, if I know I have a busy day, I usually say things like I want to feel calm. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel ease. I want to feel patient. I want to feel accomplished. However you want to feel for the day, it also just really sets the tone for the day. And I find that it really works. Setting intentions really, really work. I can tell a huge difference if I do it versus if I don't. And usually if I don't, I feel chaotic and stressed and out of control. And as I said earlier, I don't like being in, not being in control. And the third one that I love that I use a lot if I'm feeling any sort of like discouraged or worried or nervous or whatever, it's called why this isn't true. And essentially what you are going to do is write down all the fears that you're having about whatever it is. So let's say you're an actor and you have an audition and you're terrified of the audition. You're like, you've convinced yourself, like, I'm not worthy of this part. And so you're like, I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I get too nervous. Casting directors aren't going to like me. Um, I can never book a show like that. Whatever it is, like dump it out. Then you are going to reframe it all to why it's not true. You're essentially going to talk yourself out of why this is BS. And I've learned that often when you start speaking your fears out loud, they sound ridiculous. I've found that most of them are just like, where did this even come from? Like, I don't, I have no idea how I got this in my head, but it's ridiculous. So in order to reframe it, you're going to say, well, I've taken all these acting classes. I've been doing this for how many years? I wouldn't have gotten the audition if I wasn't capable of booking it. My agents and my manager thought I was capable of it. I feel good when I act. I enjoy doing this. It's really fun for me. I studied a lot on these lines. I have a good idea of how I'd play this character. I think I could be really good for this character. It it resonates a lot with me. And you essentially just brain dump all the positives and you talk yourself out of it. And every time I've done this, I'm like, I don't know where I got this dang fear in the first place, but it's gone. And now I'm so rooted into how I feel and what I want that like nothing is going to knock me down from that. And I have, I don't love using the word manifested, but I can't really find another word that I like more to explain what manifesting is without using manifesting. But I guess I have manifested really good opportunities and results for myself by doing this because I have gotten myself so far away from the fear and so completely rooted into why I'm perfect for something or why this is going to be like this or why it's going to turn out like that, that it usually ends up happening in the positive way. And I think it's really cool. And it's a really easy tool that you can turn to whenever, and you can do it about literally anything. And that just brings my mindset back to like peace and confidence and knowing that you got this. It's all good. Okay. And then the fourth thing that I do that I mentioned was reading. I love reading. I love reading nonfiction. I sometimes read fiction. It's not my go-to. 
it's my go-to if I feel like I need like a break or something light and fun because who doesn't love a good Nicholas Sparks book or a Jodi Picoult novel? I love her. But on the daily, I'm probably reading something nonfiction. I love learning about people and how they live their lives and what they do and what's worked for them and what hasn't. I am genuinely fascinated by how many different things you could do in life and how many different ways you can do it in life. And I just love learning from people. I find it just fascinating. And so some of my favorite books are Tools of Titans. That one has just like a compilation of so many people, anyone and everyone you could probably ever think of and kind of their approach to business, what their morning routine is like, um, tips that have stuck with them, tools that they use, advice they would give somebody. Uh, That's where the sending happiness journal prompt came from, was from somebody in that book. I really liked that they did that every morning. Um, It's just fascinating to see how people live their lives. Like I said, another book I really like is The Four Agreements. That one's a little bit more spiritual. Um, The Defining Decade is great if if you're in your 20s. Um, And I also love The Third Door. That one is about somebody who had a problem and decided to approach it completely different than everybody else. And it was truly fascinating and a really good reminder to not put yourself in a box. You don't have to be like everybody else. It's okay. And he did really cool things by approaching life like that. So those are kind of like my four books that I really recommend for like mindset. If you're wanting to like learn how other people are doing things, or if you need a good reminder of just like being mindful every day, those are my go-tos. And like I said, these are my main go-tos for mindset. It's a practice. Um, Meditation is a practice. It's all a practice. There's no perfection. There's no right way to be mindful. It's kind of whatever works for you, but Um, I wanted to share mine since so many had asked specifically what I do around it. And I think it's probably because I've shared about my anxiety and how I feel so out of control sometimes and how I get myself out of it. And so I'm more than happy to talk about this. I love things like this and talking about it and seeing what works for people and what doesn't. So if you try any of these or have any questions, please DM me. I would love to have a conversation with all of you. I think it's so fun to learn from you guys as well. Um, My personal Instagram is at Erica Ashley with two H's. So E-R-I-C-A-A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-H. And my DMs are always open. Please send whatever you feel. And then as far as the workshop that I did, I did want to tell you what I did because I don't want to hold back and be secretive. I did a Kinergy workshop. I love them. I've been a fan of them since since they started. So if you feel compelled to check them out, it's Kinergy, K-I-N-R-G-Y. I think they have a membership. You can do drop-in classes. Sometimes there's workshops like this. I find it so just lovely. I love everything about them. And it's all online. So you can do it on demand whenever the heck you want. And that one's been big for me, releasing emotion. 
I'm more than happy to do another episode. I think mindset, like I said, is so fun and so interesting and so different for everyone. So I thought this was a good place to start. Really, you know, we can't connect to anybody else unless we've connected to ourselves. And that starts with mindset. So next time we can move on to health and wellness and things around that. Now that we've dealt with mindset, I have some really cool mindset stuff coming up in episodes. Um, so look out for that. And I can't wait to talk to you all some more. Have a great week. I will see you next Tuesday.